and welcome to this week's edition of the podcast. I am your host, Andrew Robinson, and you're listening to Black Helicopter News. And this week, I am in Hazlitt with my friend and guest of the show, Damian Rucci, author, writer, just fucking awesome awakened dude. <laughs> What's up, man? What is up? So, one of these days, I got to get on your podcast, Enlightening Sheep. You have a podcast yeah. also. Yeah, I had Enlightening Sheep, man. We were going beginning of last year. I think it was 2014. Between, like, January and March, we started recording podcasts, and then it fell apart. All three of us had girlfriend issues and fell apart. But we came back with vengeance, and now we're about to launch. So, it was a free-for-all. We tightened up a little bit, because we went from three hosts to two, because our friend Dylan got a big boy job. So, now he's working. But I've been a big fan of this show for a while. I'm happy to be on, because even though I'm... I may not share all the beliefs that you have totally. I really like to think about them and give them credence. I'm the kind of guy where I'll think of an idea, and even if it's like some crazy outlandish shit, I like to at least look into it, study it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, instead of just blindly writing it off. Yeah, I don't like write off most nothing. people do. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather be like, okay, I was wrong all along, than be like, yo, listen, something was real, and I failed to give it any sort of insight. I don't know if you ever heard the story. Bill Clinton was on this talk show. They asked him about his autobiography. He said in the 1960s, he was working with a man who's a carpenter in Little Rock. And the guy said, hey, did you see the moon landing, right? And the guy said, no, nah, I don't watch none of that stuff on television. You know, uh, those Hollywood fellers, they could make things appear that ain't real. And Bill Clinton wrote in his autobiography, he goes, I thought he was just a coup, but how many years in the White House? I think he was ahead of his time. A past president said that. I think credence should be given to anything because even if the president position is like a sitting duck spot, that's somebody in a sitting duck spot in this new secular order, whatever's occurring now, this globalism that's coming that had said such a crazy thing. That's interesting. Bill Clinton basically hinted the initial moon landing, the Might first one. But I'm half and half now. I'm totally divided, right? Because I, I remember seeing the moon landing footage when I was younger in school. You know, of course, I wasn't there to see it. I'm, I'm only 22. But um, I asked about the flag. Why is the flag flying? It looks like it's flying. And my science teacher gave me a whole bunch of different reasons. The atmospheric pressure, whatever. But I kind of wanted it to be not not real. Like, deep down, like, that'd be so orgasmic. One side says it didn't happen. The other side that says it happened. The side that says it happened kind of leads you down a deeper rabbit hole. Mm. Up to 20 Apollo missions, and they only admitted to, like, 17. Yeah. And I wouldn't rule out... Anything. Yeah, and I wouldn't even rule out that there is an actual star fleet. No, it's possible, man. Because some of these countries, they hide their technology for a little while. Mm -hmm. We are 50 years advanced technology. Technologically, then we're actually then we're letting showing. On. Completely. The issue comes where I can understand why a moon landing would be fake. Because check this out. World War II's going on, right? Yeah. Hitler's sitting there with intercontinental ballistic missile technology in 42, firing B-2 missiles into Britain. Now, it's 10 years past. We still don't know how to do that. It's the 50s now. But guess who found out? The Russians. The Russians fire Sputnik out of an ICBM over our country. You know, like, hey, listen, look whose dick's bigger, right? So, of course, now we're like, wow, we're competing with the Russians on all these world stages and arts and sciences and all these things. So, of course, the biggest thing and Kennedy declared that that's what his mission was earlier so let's say the technology wasn't there yet in the late 60s it's not implausible to believe that we would stage something right like that's totally not implausible at all and the fact of the matter is we would do that just to like kind of say F you to the Russians and also to like preserve ourselves and you know the old stories the guy who directed The Shining um I can't believe I forgot his name. Well, he supposedly left hints in his like, movies in The Shining. There's an Apollo shirt. Like, there's like, little hints. 
it's there's numerology. There's a documentary you should look up. It's on Netflix. It's like the numerology of the shining or, or some crazy shit. And it talks about there's all these signs of the shining moved. So it could be the case, you know? Or there's another theory, and this is what I've been getting into, is that now Buzz Aldrin will deny this until the day he dies. So that supposedly when they landed on the moon, there was shit on the moon. Yes, I've heard, heard that. about that, yes. Also, before we get into that, yeah. did you hear when they threw the American flag into the soil that before they took that photo, they, they planted in a Freemason flag. Have you heard that? Uh, I guess it was, was some sort of flag. Oh, no, yeah. They put the two things behind the flag. It was some sort of ritual. Yeah. Yeah. There's a great that. book out there you should check out called The Dark History of NASA. The cover of it actually shows him planting the Freemason flag on the moon. Yeah, and doing that ritual, like you said. That's amazing. And I also believe that a couple minutes of transmission was lost. Yes. And supposedly clicked over to the medical channel and explained that there's crafts here watching us. On the edge of the crater. Yeah. But of course... Menacing. Yes, and Buzz Aldrin, he'll deny it until the day he dies. But here's the thing, and I want to do a little detour here because we touched upon something that I really enjoy. What's that? Freemasons. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah, let's go. I have a viewpoint that you're going to take your foot and kick me upside the head with it, okay? Because okay. I used to drive our mutual friend Finbar out of his brain. I think there's a small chance. I think that the, the New World Order, the New Secular Order of the Ages, I think that they are different than the Freemasons. I think that globalism and what's occurring with these greedy corporate assholes and what they're doing in one world government, I think that's different. Because I think there's something about Freemasons. If you look who started the country. Washington. And they were that all Freemasons. That famous picture of him standing with, with all the, the yes, occult yes. symbolism. I'm part of Indigent Press. We're like a chapbook press. But we signed this guy named Outspoken Same Monk. That's his performer name. He's from Toronto. And he's really into like into some deep, interesting stuff. And really like occult type shit. And at first I was like, oh man. I was like checking his profile. I'm like, yo man. There's something there and I think what it is is like like don't get me wrong there's there's bad people and they've proven a lot of shit wrong like the whole Alfred Pike crap they proved that that was forged in the 1900s you know what I mean oh, a yeah. letter about the, the world wars okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish uh, it killed my souls I, I really wanted it to be real and I, I was so excited not excited in a good way you know that feeling like you're like Oh man, it's about to be chaos. Yeah. You know, like, you like know. the September 22nd, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm like, right. tomorrow there's a chance demons are going to be <laughs> unleashed upon this yeah. realm. CERN. CERN. That's something that I didn't even give credence to. I saw a video on it. It mentions that something with the magnetic field, there can be the prime conditions to open a portal yes. to another dimension. Well, here's the issue. What that place is doing is it's ramming protons together at the speed of light, or right below the speed of light. So what's happening is it's trying to simulate the Big Bang. And the worst part of this is is that they've got a statue of Shiva, the god of destruction, outside. And throwing a little add-on, Nostradamus predicted something would happen in Geneva and saying, leave, destruction was coming. I like Nostradamus, but the issue with my, my thing is this. It's kind of like, if I sat down and I wrote 14,000 predictions, I guarantee you... <laughs> At least five of them would come true, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a famous George Carlin bit about he stopped praying to God and so he started praying to Joe Pesci. And he's still getting the same 50% of what he wants to happen is happening. That's great. <laughs> the problem is this, man. I think this is what the issue This is why I think that your podcast is important. I do think I, well, I need to bring back a lightning sheet because the fact that we're even questioning something. You know, like the fact that we could be going about our daily lives like, ah, oh, 
I got to make sure I work till 66 to get that social security. But no, me and you aren't doing that. We're sitting here just saying, what is going on? We don't know, right? We have theories, we have feelings, but we're questioning what's going on. I think that's extremely important. That's why I really enjoyed your podcast because we need to ask what's going on. Like, how are you supposed to go about solving something yeah, without the problems asking of the, the world. question. Sure, I saw something about that the other day. On that podcast, they were saying, well, pointing out terrorism attacks and whatnot. What would fuel that? Why would somebody do that? Well, you don't just go in another country and kill a thousand people, and then that's it. You kill a thousand people, and their aunts, uncles, their brothers, sisters, they're going to come back with a vengeance. Obviously, they hate us because of our freedoms. Yeah. That's why they hate us, because, you know, they're sitting over there like 3,000 miles away saying, those motherfuckers over there are free. God damn it. You know, and that's, that's the kind of propaganda yeah. that this country is swallowing on a daily basis. That's how disgusting yeah. it is. The truth is, is that much like Dr. Ron Paul has said, blowback is a real thing. And we're seeing blowback because the West has been involved in the Middle East for at least the last hundred years. I'm not even going back to back in the day, the Crusades, not even looking at all that. You've got the British getting involved in Palestine, Iraq, all these things. Germany invades the allies, then the creation of Israel, or the restoration, whatever you'd like to call it. Yeah. Personally, I'm happy Israel's there. I love Jewish people. My only issue is, the way I compare Israel to is like, I don't think it's like, they rolled up, hey guys, um, these guys owned this place like 2,000 years ago, so you don't live here no more, we're going to put them there. It's like if China invades New Mexico and Arizona and said, hey guys, the Mexicans lived here like a thousand years ago so uh you guys can't can't live anymore there'd be fucking drama yeah there, there'd be there'd be issues and we've meddled in the middle east and even if we didn't mean to like because I, I think even in iran yes and at one point they had democratically elected the shah yeah uh, i think it was a shah but they were developing but developing then nation, yeah but now look well don't get it twisted understand that iran isn't like the way mean you believe i guarantee mean you would think of iran what do you think of i think of iraq I think of like this, it's not like that at all. Um, actually, Iran's an extremely secular nation. While they are Islamic, they are secular. I'm saying amongst the youth, there's a huge secular movement. The problem is that we want Iran. We smell Iran. Look what we have. We have our soldiers over here on one side and on the other side, just chilling. We want it. We're looking up any reason to invade them. And it's the truth. And right? get a Rothschild bank in there. Oh, yeah. And you know what? It's kind of like, I got into travel. Not that I've traveled, but after my car accident, I was hit by a car in June, and I was really hurt for a while, so I was just stuck in bed. I couldn't walk. And I just looked up all these travel videos. I'm like, I want to travel. I want to travel the world. Travel the world, right? And I looked at this one girl who traveled to Iran, and it was like, don't go to Iran. Don't go to Iran. You know, like, all these things. And she went to Iran, and the people were cool. Listen, people are cool just about everywhere. Don't get me wrong. Bad things happen anywhere. I heard some crap about a couple years ago in Middletown, a very upper-class, wealthy town. Some guy pulled out a knife in a bed, bath, and beyond and started stabbing people. So I think things happen wherever you go because there's mental health epidemics in this world. Yeah. Plus, amongst these people in this country, the most number one in the world, right, we're just starting to acknowledge PTSD. And we didn't acknowledge that for years. Right, like that's a um, big deal too. It is. That affects a lot of World War Two. All these veterans. guys are coming home. World War One, shell shock. So like, <laughs> they were like, you know, why is T R R R Tolkien all messed up? Oh, he's shell shocked a little bit. He had PTSD from the First World War. You know. Yeah. We don't look at mental health the same way we look at it as physical health, because we think yeah. we're gonna put a bandaid on you and we're gonna send you pack and you're gonna be good to go. We don't look at what's going on with your brain chemistry. Instead of saying, hey, listen, man, you got a lot of bad stuff going on in your life. You have a lot of environmental issues. What we're going to do, we're going to have a program. Now, I'm not advocating, like, social programs and shit, but I'm just saying, if that's the game we want to play. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, Andre, we're going to do We're going to 
going to put you in a better school. We're going to give you this assistance to help you live better. We're going to change your diet. We're going to help you. Instead of going, no, no, here's a pill. Take this pill in the morning. You should feel better. But it might make you suicidal, homicidal, make your dick stop, yeah. stop working. It's easier to do it, you know? How do they get away with that? Because they always act like they have no idea what setting these mass shooters off. They uh, have the fucking pills in their system. Yes. And the pill says it could cause that. <sighs> this is what bothers me, man, because for a while, now me, I don't, I am of no political affiliation. I used to be. I used to be really on the libertarian. Totally about personal freedoms. I believe in being drug free. No, not drug free. I mean like freedom on drugs. Yes. I'm free to do drugs. I'm the father from, from, from being <laughs> drug free. <laughs> but uh, the problem is this. The issue is these shootings have been occurring and I'm all about like I know plenty of people who have, who have guns. Legal guns, illegal guns. Everyone's got guns. Why aren't there shootings nonstop if these guns are the reason? So obviously they're not, okay? Like, listen, you're a good guy. If I give you a gun, I don't think you're going to go shoot up at school. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. It's like, if I can't get a gun, if I want to shoot up at school, I can go to Family Dollar or a dollar store and get chemicals and make a big-ass bomb. Easily, right? Yeah. And the thing is this, is that Benjamin Franklin said, he who wants to trade liberty for security deserves neither of both. I truly believe those wise words. Pretty obvious by now to most of us that there are, there are certain people in the government who want to take away our guns. Our gun rights are in jeopardy. Now they can just willy-nilly ban ammunition? Oh, the 223 ammo for AR-15s is bad. I'm going to take it away by executive order. To heck with the Congress, to heck with the Constitution, to heck with the people. I'm God. I'm the dictator. I'm running a banana republic. I don't know what the guy's thinking up there in the White House. But listen, if you want to keep your guns and you want to maintain the ability to take care of and protect your family... You need invisible guns, ghost guns, like the AR-15, the ghost AR-15, starting as low as 499 bucks at Guns80.com. Go to Guns80.com on the web, Guns80.com. Look at the link below in the description box. Link on there to Guns80.com or call 844-2-GUNS-80, 844-2-GUNS-80 or Guns80.com. issue is this here's where i'm on the other side because i do believe there should be some sort of not limitations but okay i don't think you should be able to just walk into a walmart and buy a ar-15 or whatever i think you should but at least give the guy your license or something you know local yeah. science or some sort of background check because if i want to go buy a car i have screenings but here's the issue now some people are advocating limitations which i can understand a little bit of limitations whatever we're so far from a free society yeah. we've got forced taxation public schools public health public works we're as socialist as it can be without being a full-blown yeah so think about that it's social security progressive tax exactly pillar of the communist yeah platform the only issue is this it's kind of like the reason why no one's gonna invade this country and i know some people are gonna be like oh we were invaded during 9-11 let's not even go there you know? that's not an invasion by invasion i mean red dawn style yes why aren't they gonna invade so we invade a country who do we deal with their military maybe their police force maybe some renegades in the streets with bats and shit when they invade our country they deal with the military then they deal with the armed populace we are the second most armed country in the world the first is switzerland and they got a lot of good statistics yeah to back up that this is not a bad thing to have well let's put this way they definitely aren't the best people their whole economy is funded by nazi gold you know what i mean so let's not let's not get it <laughs> but they're armed to the teeth i think it's like a crazy number how many guns are in their population and where's the shootings but here's in this country this is my theory this 
is just something I'm tossing out there. It's kind of like when people, uh, like mass exodus of Europe that's happened several times with the Italians and the Irish and all these things. I feel like a lot of mentally questionable people were pushed out of Europe. You know, like, oh, go. Because, like, there's a town over here that I'm not hating on the town. It's a beautiful town. There's this place called Keensburg, which a lot of people give a bad rap to. But Keensburg used to be a resort town back in the 30s and 40s. It was like Seaside is, okay? Oh, they had the rides there. Yeah, well, they, they still have the rides. It's cool. But it used to be, like, a big deal, like Wildwood. And all the people from Union City and Jersey City would have summer homes there. My grandma said it was a whole different world there. And then what happened was that the Marble Mental Institution shut down. I remember that. And there's reasons behind that. And they sent a lot of them to Ocean Grove, too. Oh, yeah. When did they shut down? Uh, maybe another one I'm thinking about. I know there was... There was a big move where they, the state purchased a bunch of houses along the waterfront, and they had the live-in nurses that were treating the really feeble. And what happened was that the state funding disappeared, and a lot of these people were just left. Yes. In Keensburg. In Keensburg. A lot of people were just left there. And my grandma said that she used to walk, and she would see these women who went through menopause. Like, sometimes they have mental issues. So these women who went through menopause and lost their shit, they'd be on the porch, heavily medicated, drooling. This must have been, like, actually, this must be. 50s. And so I don't know which place shut down, but it was a big one in the area. So I believe, and there's a lot of mental issues that go around. Like for some reason, there's this new thing that's really popular where everyone's got this thing called anxiety. I noticed that too. I'm confused what it is. And don't get me wrong, I do believe there are anxiety disorders. However, maybe I just haven't categorized it right because it seems like it's a trend where everyone is anxious. Isn't that a fucking emotion though? It's an emotion. Maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I just need to be one of the people. I'm well, I'm sure there's about. a level of anxiousness that's totally normal for everyone. Experience. I believe so, but don't get me wrong. I'm not saying these people are faking or anything. I'm saying that if that's the case and there's then this whole new epidemic of anxiety disorders, this is a relatively new thing. There's a relatively new diagnosed thing. But it's also, it's, it picked up a movement with like college kids trying to get Zanibar. Very true. Don't get me wrong. Beautiful things. But it's kind of like, same with ADHD with, with the Adderall, yeah. right? But I think this is part of the issue and maybe the issue that is promoting ADHD and anxiety is knowledge. This could be a side effect of a linear yeah progressing society. Absolutely, yeah. Technology, definitely the technology is the main culprit. The way we're all multitasking and now that is the standard. You gotta do a lot of things at once. You have to pinpoint your time. It's a lot of pressure and then the media will tell us that you gotta have this pair of sneakers and Xbox just to find happiness. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. To just disappointed. Well, this is what I believe it is. Back in the day, nobody was bitching because everybody had to hunt for lions and shit like that. The mortality numbers were so low. I don't know if you've ever heard of this book called Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan. It's a great book which talks about human sexuality, that monogamy isn't real. That's why we really value marriages that last because according to our ancestors, like apes and shit, there's no such thing as monogamy really. One of our closest relatives besides the chimpanzee is the bonobo. The bonobos have non-stop sex because their mortality rates are low. So uh, they say that that's where we come from, that we were, that back in the day, everybody was banging everybody. And that's why we have a saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Because if everyone's banging wow. everybody, you don't know who your kid is. Eventually, we got away from that with marriage and property. Hey, you want to get your mind blown? You ready for this? Yeah. So in religion, why do most religions say that women are underclass, women are low, women ruin the world, all these things? It's a common trend, right? Yeah. It's believed back in the hunter-gatherer days, men hunted. Not because they were superior, because that's what men do. Women yeah. sat around. Not sat around, they stayed. They, they chilled around, they raised the children. They, they foraged and gathered. And it's believed that women discovered agriculture. They were the ones dealing with the plants. So I guess one of them discovered, like, hey, I dropped a seed there a week ago. And now there's a little plant. So it's believed by a lot of historians now that women discovered agriculture by mistake. And then said, hey, we don't got to run around and hunt anymore. We can post up here. And this is the metaphorical exodus from the Garden of Eden because now as a hunter 
hunter-gatherer. We know this by the, forget the name. There's these tribes in Africa that are still hunter-gatherer. Their life is perfect. They hunt for 14 hours a week. And the rest of the time, they're hanging out with their children. They're having sex. They're chilling with friends. We replaced all that with agriculture, which is hard work. It's not easy, right? So now with agriculture, our population numbers expand. We domesticate animals. We bring in disease. Now there's this new thing called property because, listen, buddy, if I work on that field for 40, 50 hours a week, that's my land. Then we get the institution of marriage. So I want to make sure that my child is my child because I'm giving him my land when I die. That's why in the Bible, Eve bites fruit and Pandora, Greek mythology, opens box of evil. So you're saying the exodus away from a hunter-gatherer free lifestyle of bonobos. Is that right? Yeah, well, that, <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the, the ape kind. That's what I believe personally. It wasn't in the, this isn't in that book. This is my theory from it, is that that's what we metaphorically wrote as the leaving of the Garden of Eden. And that's just as plausible of a synthesis of that situation as any. Don't get me wrong. My grandma, like I'm working on an article called Nana Took Me From God, So I Gave Her To The Aliens, because my grandma was a hardcore Roman Catholic until I introduced her to a television show called Ancient Aliens. Nice. And now my grandma is hardcore believing that aliens have been here, that there's no God, they're all aliens. <laughs> I believe a similar thing. It's proof. Yeah. And, and Joe Rogan said that ancient aliens like an atheist version of God. I, I believe it, man, because the issue is this. Now, don't get me wrong. The television show, they stretch a lot. A lot is stretched. Because the Von Doniker, the guy who originally wrote the book, The Chariot of the Gods, in the 50s, there's been a lot of writing disputing a lot of his fine. Because certain parts are tackled doesn't mean that other parts aren't valuable and important because I hardcore believe that it's very possible that there has to be something out there. I read that there's an estimated 146 quantillion planets in this universe. That is, what is that? I don't even know how, how much. You can, I don't think you'd ever be able to count to a million. We started now. You know, so that's like such a large number. And there has to be life. Yeah. And if there's life, like we found water on Mars. It's seasonal, but, and it's brine, but there's water. So if there's water there, there has to be some sort of life there, we assume. If there's some sort of life there, there might have to be some sort of life more advanced than us somewhat, just by the possibility. One of the theories of when Atlantis emerged and the ascended masters from Lemuria, when Lemuria sunk, many of the people from Lemuria split. But then the ascended masters... Whatever that means. Yeah. The elders, the wisest people. They were studying like, how to be immortal or steep metaphysical thing. But when they went to Atlantis, they set up 12 vortexes. And I could be talking on my ass. But they broke down the island into four quadrants. It was kind of like a brain. They had set up these energy vortexes. Yeah. Whatever the hell that is. Yeah, exactly. But it drew people. Mm. So they had like the brain. The left side was for one thing and the right side was for the other. And so the creative people went to the side that would even correlate with in the Atlantis legend that the island became alive. Those energy vortexes yeah. it correlated with the tree of life. Mm. They didn't master the energy that they were dealing with, whatever that means. Yeah, again. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and two of the vortexes actually drew from Mars, the Martians. I wouldn't, yeah. And their planet was supposedly destroyed. And I know exactly where you saw this. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that and, uh, video, right? Um, that's a, uh, that video blew, blew my mind. That's like an hour and a half, right? What's that video called? It's definitely watchable. Um, did, did Finn send it to you? Yes. Of course. Yeah. Of course he sent it to you. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> that had to do with Hollow Earth. Yes. Yeah, yeah I was, saw. I watched it a second time the other day. Um, it's a long one, but it, you know, yeah, it's like one of those videos where like there's another video on the same lines, and I think that we talk about like energy and shit like that. And I think that's plausible now with the advent of quantum mechanics. So quantum mechanics completely underrates science entirely, right? Uh, things appear, things disappear, things move at the speed of light, faster than the speed of light. We don't know what, how it works. Yeah. But there's a video that dropped called "We Are from the Future." You ever seen that? No. 
Oh my god. Everyone's gotta check this video out. It's this guy, no we're wrong, it's got music, it's very dramatic, it's got clips from movies. But he just brings up the idea that about quantum mechanics, quantum energy, and things along those lines, like this whole world is plausible, right? So it's like, how does a plant receive light, right? He's like, for a photon of light to get into a plant, to get into like its membranes, photosynthesis. It's like running through a forest with a blindfold on, not hitting a single tree. Very unlikely. However, the plant refuses to acknowledge any sort of casualty. It only acknowledges 100% photosynthesis. And that's what they say about life. Like, life's all about acknowledgement. You don't acknowledge a... They ask Tony Hawk or somebody, some big dude on a motorcycle. You know, how could you do like a 900 or whatever crazy move? He goes, before I get on the ramp, I tell myself the laws of physics no longer apply to me. Mind over matter. And it really is. And all those energy things you were talking about, that could very well be something. Because I do believe that there's a merger. That, that there's a place where spirituality, whatever that is. And I believe there's spirituality and science. And I think yeah. there's, a, there's a common ground and that's what it is. And everyone, like, you know, like, that's so plausible. And like, Nikola Tesla said if we dedicated some time of, of, to actually studying scientifically matters of the supernatural or spiritual realm, that we'd make more advanced discoveries than we have within just our scientifical bounds we've already discovered. I think everything he said with a grain of salt, because he, he was in love with the pigeon. You know what I mean? So, like, just like Alan Watts. Like, I love Alan Watts, the, the philosopher. However, he drank himself to death, so you're like, all right, listen. <laughs> you know, um, but what I find is extremely interesting is there's this like what I was saying, like the common ground between science and spirituality. I think there's certain things that we know of. There's this thing in your brain. You've heard of the pineal gland. Yeah. OK. They believe that that's where like uh, they know what happens in mammals. They can't see what happens in humans because to test it out, you have to cut somebody's head open and stuff. You know, we can't do it no more. They say they say when you go to sleep, DMT, dimethyltryptamine secretes from your brain. And that's why you dream. And when you die, your brain is flooded with DMT. Which is crazy, okay? Wow, did you hear? I saw a story somewhere. Someone famous on their deathbed had themselves pumped. Yes. What was that? Uh, remember? He got pumped with like LSD. What a way to go. Yeah, right? Think about this though. When you die, if DMT floods your brain, is that the afterlife? Even if it only lasts physically. They say that there is some sort of conscience intelligence that they're experiencing. Some other entity communicating. In the Bible, which I'm not religious by any means, but I do read of the religious texts, you know? Jacob says, I saw the Lord and the place was pineal. Okay? So what is he saying? Anyone hear something crazy? This is gonna blow you. I've always had weird dreams. Very insane, deep, psychedelic dreams. Now, I've only had one psychedelic experience, and that was with a serious dose of hash oil, and I was already on Adderall, so like the two mixed together and gave I felt like I had ego death. It was like a really crazy, terrible experience though, but I've always had these really crazy dreams, and I wake up with a certain feeling. I don't know how to describe it, like a feeling of longing and a feeling of like some sort of chemical, like very difficult. And I always told my ex, I was like, hey, I think my brain is broke. I think my pineal gland's broke. She was like, you know, stop diagnosing yourself. You ready for this? I get hit by the car in front of my house. Ambulance comes, I crack my head open. So they gave me an MRI, and guess what they found on my pineal gland? Found a cyst on my pineal. Huh, it's is crazy. It, is it? I guess it would still be there. It's still there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna get it removed because it's not growing. As long as it doesn't grow, even if it does grow, that's a crazy surgery. They have to go into the side of your head, get to the back. Shit. And the Romans, like anytime you see a statue of a pine cone, the pineal gland kind of resembles a pine cone. So in ancient Greek and Roman sculptures, you'll see pine cones, and that's to represent the pineal gland. Because oh. we don't realize this, but when we think of a psychedelic culture, we largely think of the Aztecs, the Maya. However, Greece and Rome were both psychedelic cultures as well, because they had these things called mystery schools, which we never knew what they were. And what they were was these young men 
and we, I'm not sure about women, but I know young men go to these islands to become a man and they were drinking psychedelic brews. And I think that that was kind of personified in the movie 300 when Leonidas goes to fight the whole thing. Obviously in real life, I doubt they were going to go hunt giant lions. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't doubt it if as a Spartan they went to these places and drank the psychedelic brew. So we still have that in our, in our society now. Except we took all the psychedelics out of it because in yeah. Catholicism you make communion, right? And then on Sunday, what do you do? You drink of the blood of Christ. Yeah. You eat of his flesh. How, I didn't want to get on this topic but I have to do it now we're already deep in the lion's den it's believed so the Sumerians which you know through ancient you know uh, the Anunnaki and stuff like that yes they believed that when it rained it was God's semen which makes a lot of sense, right? Because yeah. rain brings, causes growth, causes life. life. Yeah, right? So it's pretty interesting. Supposedly, if you look, so Jesus, right? The name Jesus and the name Joshua are both the same name. They both mean the same thing. I think there's a name for like, Yahweh is me or something. That's like where the name comes from. Supposedly, what they were saying is the name Christ derives from Kiros, which is Greece, which means the anointed one. Supposedly, that derives from Marian, which meant like a mushroom covered in God's semen. And this is why. Now, wouldn't it make more sense? If for your communion, I said you ate of the flesh of Christ and I gave you a mushroom because there's a psychedelic root to all the religions. And they believe that the idea of Christ as like this figure, that it was actually like this mushroom. Like they were mushrooms. Book written in 1970, which was discounted. And now it's like it's accepted now because the head of Jerusalem University actually said that this book's on point. He said that Judaism is heavily influenced by psilocybin because this book called is called The Mushroom and the Cross. And it's about that all this is about mushrooms and psychedelics. And that's how you see God. That's how all these things occur. That's how you see other entities. And that it was known at the time. Like, this is like the way it is. Which is why, isn't it weird? Like, you have this ritual where you get up and drink. And me, I'm happy by that. You know, I'm, I'm a charlatan, man. I never made none of that stuff. I walk into a church, people just, like, start praying for me to leave, you know? <laughs> It's like, wouldn't that make more sense if you went up there and if they gave you a piece of mushroom and a psychedelic brew? And then go to church. So would I, Every week. (laughs) Yeah, I would be like, word up. When you realize how fake it all is, the football, the basketball. Security alert. This is Homeland Security. Analysis. Infowars building independent media operations. We let the worst people get controlled and tell us that we are the ones responsible. Prime Directive discredit Alex Jones. Jones is the wildly popular conspiracy theorist. A popular conspiracy theory talk show called Infowars. Alex Jones is now in an Austin jail. These people are assaulting us. Targeting of patriots engaged. They are never going to stop. They're never going to deviate from their program until we stop them. Block free iPhone app at infowars.com. Block free podcast and video feed. Imperative. Detroit. You gotta set your eye on the enemy, not worry about what propaganda they put out. Intellectually, it's because you can feel it. experiment not too long ago i thought it was back in the day but it wasn't where they put 12 atheists in a church hardcore atheists and they gave them each a, a heroic dose of lsd 
And I get the heroic dose from Terrence McKenna. That was his, he used to talk about heroic doses, threshold doses. All 12 of these people had a religious experience. I hate when people say certain things like agnostics. The idea of like, I guess I fall in that realm, but the word itself is an interesting word, agnostic, because Gnostic comes from Gnosticism. Gnosticism were these early Christian writers who wrote that Yahweh or the God in the Bible is actually a demiurge. He's like, he's actually like the bad guy. He's like a lower realm God and that who we call Satan is actually the actual God. They wrote a lot of weird shit, like the 300s, 400s, 500s. Wow, you know who was into Gnosticism? He, wow, I can't, I'm throwing a blank. He wrote Fingerprints of the Gods. Graham Hancock. Graham Hancock. He's a bad motherfucker, and he's into uh, Gnosticism a lot. Yeah, I don't know if he's like, he's not a Gnostic. I don't think anybody's Gnostics anymore, you know? That's old school. Lucifer, man. Life error. And you ever heard of NASA's Project Lucifer? They were considering, and almost did, turn Jupiter into a sun. Like, toying with the idea secretly to add something to the atmosphere, to, to turn it into a second sun. Then, other planets would be able to be habitable, like Mars. Wow, that's actually, uh... I had no clue that that was even possible, because we have to leave this planet. Eventually, like, we would terraform the shit out of Mars. And even now, I'm proposing like you'd be able to live there during the daytime, not at night. Nighttime, the temperature on Mars dropped super low. Well, they're sending about a hundred people to live there and die there. Have you? Uh, is this part of that like reality show? Did you hear about that? Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm talking about. That is insane. Yeah. Um, you know what kills me? It kills my soul. I came up with an idea for a story about that, and now <laughs> bastards <laughs> ruined my chance. You Who know? the hell would Who wants do to that? Go there? I guess being the first guy to bang on Mars. But those guys might be, think about this, they might be like gods. Think about this, if this colony takes off, they're not supposed to procreate or nothing. But you know that's going to happen. I think they're going to start, start getting knocked no up. But the question is this, how would pregnancy, because the gravity, even if they simulate gravity, it's not going to be like like this. You know, don't talk about evolution. Wouldn't that change the way humans appeared, right? Like, because I think it's kind of interesting because I do believe that this is not our final form. You know, we're like Frieza. We're coming back with new forms in Dragon Ball City. It's interesting because if you look at the typical alien or what they say aliens look like, right? The gray? Yeah. Isn't that what we're going to look like? Think about this, right? That's a very plausible situation for us in a million years or two million years with no hair at all. Very large eyes because we're looking at screens all day long, right? Yeah. A very small mouth because, you know, like whatever. But think about that. Very large heads for oversized brains. Yeah, I was wondering why the, the, the grays aren't like, there's none that are buff. Right? Not, like, yeah, why do you even lift, bro? <laughs> like, there's like none of that. Um, They're all the same. Why don't we see them eating food? Well, I have a, I heard another theory about that. I heard that the idea of the grays is the reason why we have that archetype in our brain. Suppose when you're born, 1% or half a percent of people remember their actual birth. Very minute numbers. Supposedly, everyone looks like grays when they're born because we have face detection software in our brain, essentially, right? That's why look at the clouds, you can see faces. You look at the woods, you see a face because you're constantly looking for predators, okay? Or dinner, one or the other. But when you're born, that's not engaged yet. So if you're looking around, you have no idea what you're looking at because even if I don't know what an animal looks like, I know what its face looks like, right? You automatically know what a face is. Yeah. But when you're born, you don't. So everyone looks contorted and different. And supposedly that's where we get that archetype. Very intriguing. It's something to think about because I'm always the kind of guy where I always question, what is more terrifying? If I actually see a ghost, if I actually see an alien, or if it's all in my brain, what, which is more terrifying? I think the one in your brain. What the scary part is, and this is what I've always thought, right? It's, it's, it's kind of like with the idea of aliens or whatever it is, right? Stephen Hawking said that we should not be sending signals to outer space. We should not be trying to attract any attention to us because every time an advanced society meets a small society, one thing occurred. Columbus Day. Extinction. And plus, we broadcast a hundred languages. Guess what one of the languages are? Whale. What happens if the whales are like, yo, fuck these guys. They got us in tanks. 
They're eating us. Come down here and clean up spot, you know? The whale and the dolphin are some of the oldest living yeah. mammals. And you know that they're actually talking, right? That's not just uh, squeaking. Communicating. They're stuff. actually speaking. Yeah. Full language. Full language. We just don't know what they're saying. And whales and dolphins in different areas have different dialects. Now I never knew. Yeah. Recently, Edward Snowden was mentioning about data encryption and how yes. aliens, they could be contacting us. We wouldn't be able to unencrypt it or even we would be sending a message out. And they can unencrypt yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. that could be another issue. Do you know he has a Twitter account now? Do you see who he's following? He's following one person, the NSA. That's, that could, <laughs> that's the best poetic justice I've ever seen. That, that is pretty amazing. It's like... That's epic. Well, it's kind of like this, man. Whistleblowers are needed. Don't get me wrong. I agree. You know, obviously, they're upset, the United States, because you leaked that information about the empire. We are an empire. We are a full-functioning empire. We are legitimately the second coming, or maybe the third coming, of the Roman Empire. We, we really are. But the Romans spread liberty. We spread democracy. The Romans said this, you know, listen, I can invade whoever the fuck I want to, because guess what? We have circuses every single week, and we give out free bread to the people every single morning. They don't care. That's why they said to give them bread and circuses. And now, what, what do we have? We have welfare, and we have football on Sundays. The Russian could invade us on Sunday and nobody would give a shit because the Giants are playing. They'd yeah. be like, hold up, hold up. Listen, I got a thousand dollars on this game, all right? I got to give me a second. Pat Stan. Imagine those people all rallying every Sunday on DC or wherever. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're brainwashed and they're yeah. sheep. <laughs> but if we can enlighten the sheep, Oh, shout out. Um, I actually got some hate mail on my podcast name. Oh. Surprisingly, it was this kid I knew who has the same last name as me. He's got to be, be my cousin on the Rucci side because the Rucci family split a while back. And he goes, hey, listen, man, I really think your pocket is disrespectful. Like, who do you think you are? Like, calling us sheep and you're going to enlighten us and blah, 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 blah. Oh, wow. And then I said, listen, brother, I'm talking about the people who are brainwashed every day, do the same shit. He goes, oh, all right, good podcast, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, man. You mean like, I was like, good, but... Hate mail's funny. It really is, because I did an experiment, which I think is very indicative of us as a, as a people. I've been doing this uh, rant series on Facebook where I just rant. It's really a character. Like, in the videos, I'm very, like, F this, F that. I'm screaming, you know, you know what I'm tired of, and all this stuff. And this is one video about rednecks in New Jersey. If you want to see hate, go to that video, okay? And... I posted it. I got like 20 likes on it, some comments, and that was it. I don't think anything of it. I got 20 likes. People are like, hey, that's a funny video, whatever. The next morning, my phone goes, Bruh! my phone just starts seizing and just dies. I'm like, oh, shit. This isn't good. I go on Facebook, okay? I got like 400 shares overnight. All these comments. It was crazy, right? A lot of people are like, yo, this is great. I loved it. Other people are like, yo, fuck you, you fat fuck. There's a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. One of the guys who commented, I did retaliate. This okay. Australian, I told him I was going to sodomize him. But I did it out of love, okay? The rest of them, I said, listen, there's all these hate. I said, let me see what I can. So I commented on each post, and I said, hey, listen, man. Life's too short to be pissed off all the time. This is just a little funny video. You shouldn't let things on the internet bother you. I hope you have a nice day. Obviously, you have something going on in your life at the moment, but I hope things work out better. Do you know that every single person comments back, like, you're right, man. Me and my wife have been fighting. I'm sorry. I hope you have a good day. Or... You're right, bro. You know, work sucks. Listen, I didn't mean to retaliate like, like that. I think people are generally good, man. I think what happens is that people are like, even bullies. Like, why are bullies bullies? Obviously, a lot of these kids are beaten at home. Yeah. Rough homes. So, I like, nowadays, like... Like I my gotta, boy Nelson from The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to burn things. Um, but I always go to kids. I'm like, yo, like, now I'm like, listen, like, I used to be a, a scrapper. 
you know, like when I was younger. And now it's like, listen, like, peace and love, you know, like, like really, like, listen, like, I don't want to have beef with nobody. I want to do things. I want to create. I want to question reality. I want to do something positive, you know? I don't want to be part of the problem. And I think that's what all of us need to understand about ourselves. Like, hey, let's be, like, part of the solution. Or even, let's just do something positive, man. You do something good for one person, you could change their entire life. Random acts of kindness can have a drastic effect. You heard about that Starbucks where one person said, hey, listen, here's $2. Buy the person's coffee behind me. And that went on for 350 customers. How amazing is that? That is. Or Bon Jovi's, what is called the Soul. Yeah. That's like, you go there, you pay what you can. People are going in there and sometimes paying $1,000 for a meal. Really? Yes. Some people are only paying a dollar because they can't afford it. So I think the lesson I'm trying to evoke here is that we're all the same. And I think that's why I like these podcasts so much because a podcast, it doesn't matter who you are. It's on your phone. It's on the internet. You're listening to it. It doesn't matter where you are. You could be in Bangladesh and listen to Black Helicopter and listen to enlightening sheep like it's kind of like a romantic idea that i yeah. truly like yeah they could even be listening to this on the moon or in hollow earth ah uh, oh, you were gonna say hollow earth uh, yo <laughs> yo hitler's sitting there hitler's in there with a cigar right right now and a biological thing in, in in hollow earth like they got a point <laughs> i always wondered if there is aliens or if there is hollow earth and people within there and races but yeah would they be able to observe our internet, our Facebooks and stuff? What's even crazier is, sometimes if they don't even know, there's people up there. Like, yo, I think there's a world beyond the sky. Get the hell out of here. Think about that. Or what happens if we are inside of it? Think about this. This entire universe is within another Earth. Once we are the hollow Earth of another super Earth. And it goes on and on and on in a fractal way. Because isn't it kind of ironic that most of outer space is empty space? And most of the inside of an atom, the smallest piece of matter, is empty space. What happens if we are all within an atom? Within an atom? Within an atom? That kills yeah. me. And supposedly that's what psychedelics invoke, the idea of fractals. Uh, like a square within a square within a square within a square within... It goes on infinity, and it really blows my fucking mind. That's why I really want to uh, experience psychedelics. Now I'm not just saying eating mushrooms and being silly. I really want to go deep. We were talking about it earlier. Maybe we could do the mushrooms. Well, do the podcast. podcast. I'm down with it, man. And I, I want to see the devil. You know what I mean? Like, live tweet it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Listen, it was great being on, my friend. You know what I mean? I really had a good time. Yeah, I, I want to get you back on again soon and have you be a reoccurring guest. Totally. I'd love mind. to, man. I'd love to. This okay. is a great time. I've always enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for letting me drop some knowledge. You know like what I'm a saying? doctor. Like a doctor on a Thursday. But um, I'm going to plug my shit real quick, if you yeah, don't mind. go for it. I have a chapbook coming out from Indigent Press called A Symphony of Crows. And by the way, I do believe I'm completely mispronouncing my own press name. That's fine. Yeah. I do it like a doctor. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Well, thanks a lot, brother, man. This is some dope-ass shit. Woo! My pleasure. Thanks for being on, bro. All right. Signing off. <laughs>